Gospel message. This week's gospel message is taken from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 29, verse 29. I find this verse to be one of the coolest verses in the Bible. Maybe coolest is not the right word, but I, I just... I'm in awe when I read this verse and I just find it so fascinating. And the verse reads, The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. This is the King James Version that I read from. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. It simplifies it a little bit better. And it says, The Lord our God has secrets known to no one. We are not accountable for them, but we and our children are accountable forever for all that he has revealed to us so that we may obey all the terms of these instructions. Now, this Deuteronomy 29 was when Moses was talking to the Israelites. And in chapter 28 of that Deuteronomy, that's a, a, a chapter that we all know. This is where the Lord listed out the blessings and the curses that shall come upon the people that was contingent on and it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day. And that was uh, Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 and after that from verses 2 to 14, it lists all the blessings that the Lord was going to give them. And you can read this on your own, you know, blessed shall thou be in the city, blessed shall thou be in the field, blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground. And he went on and on and on. We pray this all the time and we love this passage. But in that same Deuteronomy 28, from verse 15, that's when the curses start. And in 15, the same way it's said in verse 1, when it says, If thou shalt hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God to observe his commandments. Now in 15, it says, But it shall come to pass, if thou will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I shall command thee this day, and these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. In verse 1, it was, These blessings shall come if we hearken unto the voice of the Lord to obey his commandments and do his statutes. Then in 15, it says, If we will not, these are the curses. And in, in, in this Deuteronomy 28, I found this fascinating. I just realized this two days ago, even though I've read this passage many times, the blessings, not because the blessings are few, but all the blessings that the Lord promised us if we hearken to his commandments and his statutes and his voice and his word, 
He listed them all between verses 2 and 14. But the curses, the curses start in verse 15 and they extend all of the way to verse 68 of that same chapter. And it's, 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 it's a good read and we need to read it. We need to read it so we understand how grieved the Lord can be. And, and a lot of people say, why would the Lord punish his people like this? The Lord is not punishing anybody. When the Lord lays before us blessing and cursing, he lays it out. He puts it down at the beginning. He puts it as a beginning. And he says, if you will do this, this will come upon you. But if you don't do this, then this will come upon you. He lays it out. That's not a punishment. He has given us a choice. And each choice carries its own weight of reward. It is a reward for what we choose. If we choose to obey, the reward of our obedience is blessing. If we choose to not obey, the reward of our disobedience is cursing. We always like to come and accuse God of punishing us for doing wrong, not for doing right. We accuse him of punishing us for doing wrong, but the reality is that he's not punishing us at all. He has laid out the conditions, and when we choose the condition, the respective reward is attached to those conditions. So when we choose to not obey, choose to not obey, then the curses that were laid out from the beginning, that we had ample opportunity to avoid, we choose it. And then when it comes upon us, we say, why? Lord, why? Lord, why? Lord, why? And the Lord can ask us right back, why did you choose to disobey? But we never look at it like that. Instead, we accuse God, a just God, a loving God, a fair God who gave us the opportunity to choose from the beginning. We choose wrong and then we accuse him of doing us wrong when we are the ones who did him wrong by choosing the wrong in the first place. It's an amazing thing that Satan does upon the hearts and minds of men, men and women. It's an amazing thing that when he deceives us and we fall for his deceit, because again, God has always given us a way out. His word says he will never allow us to enter into a temptation that there is not a way out of that temptation. The point is that do we choose the way out? Because we love the temptation. We love all the fruits of disobedience. And then when the repercussions come, we start crying out to God and saying, Lord, why, Lord, why, Lord, why? But going back to that chapter 29, so as not to make this overly lengthy, that last verse that says the secret things belong unto our God. Prior to that, when, again, this was now Moses summarizing what was going to happen if indeed the people chose to not obey. He was letting them know, listen, when you choose to not obey, these curses will be the natural byproduct of the choice of disobedience. They will come naturally because of your choice. And then he now said in, in verse 
In verse 24 of that Deuteronomy 29, he said, Even all the nations shall say, Wherefore hath the Lord done this unto this land? What meaneth the heat of this great anger? Like, oh my goodness. Look at this deficit. What did these people do to God to make him respond like this? What did these people do? And then in 25, it says, Men shall say, Because they have forsaken the covenant of the Lord God of their fathers. Which he made unto them. He gave, he made a covenant with us. He said, if you obey my word and you obey my commandments, all these blessings will come upon you. But when you forsake that, what do you expect to happen? What do we expect to happen? If we forsake the blessing, then we choose the curse. God didn't do anything. It's not a punishment. It is the fruit of or the reward of our choices. So that verse 25 says that the people will say, hey, they forsook God. God did not forsake them. They, we forsake God when we choose to disobey him. Then how dare we complain about the fruit of our disobedience when we chose it? Eyes wide open, ears informed, and we choose it anyway. Verse 26, For they went and served other gods that they were told not to serve, whom they knew not, whom no God did not give them these other gods. Therefore, the anger of the Lord was kindled against the land to bring upon it all the curses that he said would come upon it if they did not obey him. His word has already gone forth and it will fulfill all that he said, if we choose disobedience, then we are choosing the curse. He cannot turn it back because he has spoken it. His word will not return null and void. So why do we choose it? And then now start to gripe and moan about the repercussions of our choices. And so that verse 29 is a summation. And that secret thing just says, listen. There are many things of this God that we will never know. He's a mysterious God. We're not going to understand all his ways. Like this thing with his word going forth from his mouth. We are, you know, a bunch of fleshy, sinful human beings. We double talk from morning to night. We say one thing and we mean another. We say one thing and we do another. We're not consistent. We're not trustworthy. Our word means nothing 90% of the time. God is not like that. His word means everything. His word means everything. So there are many aspects of God's nature that we will never understand. And there are many things that he will not explain to us because it is not in his will to explain to us. But it says, the secret things belong unto God. So those things that we don't know, that he has chosen not to reveal, it is his prerogative not to reveal it. But yet, there are many things that he has revealed to us. There are many things that we do know because he has told those things to us. But those things which are revealed belong to us and our children forever. That we might do them. We might do the things that we do know. We, are, we might do the things that have been revealed. We might do the things that we have been told. He says he, he, is, he is giving us the commandment, the instructions, the statutes, and he is urging us. He is asking us, he says, obey them. 
if you obey them, then these are the blessings that are going to come onto you. These are the blessings that will come unto us if we obey his word. But if we choose to disobey his word, if we choose to ignore his word, to ignore his mercy, to ignore his loving kindness, if we choose to do that, then we are now choosing the fruits of that. We are now choosing all the punishments that come with that. That is not God being mean to us. That is God fulfilling his word. He has to fulfill his word. He has to. That is his, it is his motto. It is his motto. And he has given us the opportunity. And if we don't take it, the opportunity of life, then we cannot blame him for what the repercussion is. His word says he has placed before us life and death. Choose life. Choose life that ye and your children may live. He wants us to choose life. He wants us to choose him. He wants us to choose him. But if we don't choose him and thereby reap the fruits from choosing him, then unfortunately, we have to reap the fruits from the choices that we do make. So the secret things of the Lord are with the Lord. They are not revealed unto us according to his perfect will. And we shouldn't worry about those things. The things that we don't know, we shouldn't make that our, you know, that shouldn't be the main focus. We can pray for revelation, but at the end of the day, for every one thing we don't know, there are 10 things that we do know. For every one mystery that has not been revealed, there are 50 that have been revealed. The things that he has revealed to us, let us do them. Let us obey him. Let us obey him. Let us do the things that please him. Let us do the things that he asks us to do. Obey his commandments. Walk in his statutes. Do not set our hearts on idols. What is the idol? Anything and everything that is contrary to what he has told us that we should do. If God said do it, then we should do it. If he said do not do it, then we should not do it. If he says these things lead to life, but these things lead to death, then the things that lead to death we should not follow. If he says these things are of un, are marks of unrighteousness and those who do these things will not inherit the kingdom of God, then those are the things that we should make sure that we are not doing. Because he has already told us what the outcome is going to be. He has told us what the fruit is going to be. So if we choose those things, why do we now moan and groan about the fruit that is attached to them? Choose life. Choose life. He has revealed a lot and he has given us everything we need to live a godly life. His word says that everything we need to live a godly life, he has provided in his son, Christ Jesus. So it's not even about the letter of the law anymore, where we have to go and memorize 250 commandments and statutes that we might walk in them. All the statutes and the commandments of God have been condensed into this one savior. His name is Jesus Christ, who says, come to me, 
all ye who labor and are heavy laden, labor from the things of this world, labor from the burdens of the natural life, labor from a life of sin, labor from a life of choosing the wrong thing, labor from a life of doing everything on my own, labor from even trying to fulfill the law, literally. He says, come to me that I may give you rest. Learn of me for I am weak and lowly of heart. Take my yoke upon you for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is what he says. This is what he says. He wants us to come to him because in Christ is the fulfillment of all the commandments, all the laws and all the statutes of God. They are not null and void, but they are made manifest in Christ Jesus. And we who receive him as Lord and Savior and walk after him and walk according to his spirit, then we are obeying the laws and the statutes of God. So let us leave the secret things of God for God. But for the things that he has revealed to us, let us do them. He has given us the ability to do them. And the ability to do all of God's commandments is Christ Jesus. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.